So here's a question for you. Would you benefit from ongoing support to improve your personal and professional leadership skills and ultimately achieve greater effectiveness and satisfaction in your work and your life? The Turning Points Leadership Community offers you daily support for your urgent leadership questions, ongoing bite-sized leadership development content to hone your leadership skills, and monthly live coaching calls where you receive individualized coaching from me specific to your situation so that you're able to work through breakdowns and get back on track to doing your best work and living your best life. This is the most robust online leadership coaching program around for an incredible value of only $147 a month. And as a podcast listener, you can join now and receive your first month free. You get access to absolutely everything, including the live coaching calls with me. Come check it out and see if this is the place for you to take your leadership competencies to the next level. You can do this by going to drkristenalbert.com. That is D-R-K-R-I-S-T-E-N-A-L-B-E-R-T, all one word, dot com forward slash free trial, F-R-E-E-T-R-I-A-L. Again, no spaces, dot H-T-M-L. So that's drkristenalbert.com forward slash free trial dot H-T-M-L. Fill in your name and email address and confirm that you're not a robot. And then check your email for the link to the free trial offer to join, and you'll be a member. I'll look forward to seeing you there. Now, on to the podcast. What would it look like to claim your space as a leader and make a positive impact in your organization or community? Get ready to lead courageously and authentically from the core of who you are. Your leadership coach, Dr. Kristen Albert, will help you recognize how you are uniquely gifted to lead in your spheres of influence and help you become equipped and confident to handle the challenges of leadership. Take your leadership to the next level and create your turning points in leadership. Let's get started. Here's Chris. and welcome to Turning Points in Leadership. I am Dr. Chris Albert, and I am really happy that you joined us today. In the Turning Points Leadership podcast, I like to interview people who are leading in bold and inspiring ways in their their, uh, spheres of influence without actually needing to have a title or a place of privilege to to be a leader. Um, I believe that every one of us is a leader in our spheres of influence. From the time we step out of bed in the morning to the time we go to bed at night, every interaction with ourselves or with someone else is a leadership opportunity. And so I am really excited to welcome my guest today, um, a, a leader whom I have admired for a number of years, and I'm excited for you to meet her. Jeanette, how are you doing? Welcome. Great. Chris, thank you so much for having me here today. I'm doing great. Thank you so much. How are you doing? I am doing well. I am so inspired by your story of how you have risen to leadership um, from your roots in the Dominican Republic to coming here to the U.S. In, um, when you were 16. Is that right? It's just... Um, you just inspire me so much. So I'm just so happy that you're here. Well, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. 
So let me tell the audience a little bit about you. Um, Jeanette is the owner of Jeanette Beauty Design. She's It's a woman-owned business that she has owned and operated for more than 28 years. Uh, Jeanette successfully completed a diploma in hair design and cosmetology, and then she went on to complete a course to be able to teach hair design and cosmetology, and she also completed a business training program because it's one thing to, to be... Uh, a stylist, but it's another thing to run a business. So I'm sure that that was an important part of your education. Uh, she also, after she had obtained state licensure, she set up her first place of business in 1998. And she can, currently operates Jeanette Beauty Design as a single operator studio. She has some part-time assistance with the administrative work of her practice. And she serves clients from all over Lancaster County and walks of life. She is fully bilingual, bicultural, and serves the Latino community and other diverse populations with the necessary skills to meet their unique hair care needs. Jeanette is currently exploring expanding her business to include mentoring and training um, others in the field and offering additional services to meet the holistic needs of her clients. Now, I have to tell you about Jeanette's leadership in the Lancaster community. She is the successful winner of the 2000 Economic Development Alliance Minority and Women Business Award, and she proved her business expertise and commitment to the community. And then she took her original business and her original salon and that she started in 98. And then she moved that to her own, um, she downsized, so to speak, so that she could raise her children um, and accommodate her family's growing needs. And now that her children are all teenagers, she is expanding her business once again. So again, Jeanette, it's great, great to have you here. I'm wondering, would would you tell us a little bit about that 2000 Economic Development Alliance Minority and Women Business Award? Yeah, um, I was honored to receive that award because of uh, being part of the community and I participated with assets uh, for many years. Uh, I took the business course with them and that was back to, yeah, 1990. 1999, yeah, oh, okay, wow. Wow. Since then, I participated with them. I, I was once part of the board. And I helped to teach the Spanish class that they have. They tried to do Spanish classes for those non-speaking English. And wow. I helped for several months um, to teach that class, which I felt honored to do that. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, just because of those little achievements, you know, they honor me with that. Yes. And those are not little achievements, my dear, for someone who moved to the U.S. <laughs> with, yeah. yeah. Did you have any language, any English language before you moved to the U.S.? Uh, no. Uh, when I lived in the Dominican Republic, I record uh, being taught English at uh, the school, just like when you here in high school, they teach you French or German or any other language. Right. And then you go to that country and you you figure out you learn nothing <laughs> when you try to <laughs> speak in that other 
country. So that happened to me when I came to the United States. I thought I knew English by taking small courses. And, and yeah, when I came here, I did not know anything. But um, God, I learned and I put myself in high school. And for that, I had to do, I had to go to high school again. I, I basically did double high school. I did it four years in the Dominican Republic, but because I didn't graduate in the last semester of graduation, I had to redo everything here because of language. Very wow. But I'm yeah. thankful. I mean, I learned how to speak English, how to write and read, and I'm thankful for that. Although yeah. it took me behind four years, but <laughs> um, here I am. Well, I'll tell you what, being asked and invited to to teach English to non-English speakers, I mean, that's that, you know, that's a recognition of you and your skills. Um, and that's, you know, that's quite an honor. And then the 2000 Economic Development Alliance Minority and Women Business Award. Um, yeah, for your business expertise and your commitment to the community. Um, that's huge. That is just huge. Uh, would you be willing to share uh, some of the projects you've you've worked on as a leader, for example, um, MCC or Union Community? You have been really integral in um, and really one of the main supporters and leaders in MCC and now this work that you're doing with Union Community. Would you share a little bit about that? Sure. Thank you so much for having me share. Um, I, I'm very blessed by being part of uh, MCC, which is the Mennonite Children's Choir. Uh, my children started there in the pre-book mm -hmm. program, and they have um, still been coming to this program, learning how to sing in the, in the choir. And after years of having them going there and me coming every Tuesday to sit and listen to their music, um, the manager asked me if I wanted to become part of the board and with excitement I say yes because I, I want to know how that runs I, I want to know the behind the scenes uh, works and it was very inspiring for me to sit there and learn about the business in the fire community and how they operate um, um, they are a nonprofit, and they need all the help they can get so all the volunteers that work um, help to develop the choir, uh, it's all volunteer work. So I become part of that and it was three years of learning and giving my best to them. Um, very exciting work and seeing those children, how they grow year by year, learning how to sing and those uh, directors, how great of a job they do. It's just excellent music. And mm. music, even though I do not know music, I don't sing, I don't play any instrument, I get inspired by music. I feel like uh, music speaks to my heart. It's, it's a way of me communicating with God. God speaks mm. to me. When I listen to music, especially Christian music, I feel that God is in my heart. Mm. I, don't, I don't know how else to explain it. So being part of the board it was a great uh, time for me to learn all that yeah i love how you're seeing people see you the, the leadership of mcc um saw you and said 
would you be interested, right? And you stepped in and you said how you said you um, you were curious. You really wanted to know how the how the back office ran for an organization like that. Um, I think that's that's an another very bold leadership quality is that curiosity, right? And that willingness to then step in um, kind of fearlessly, right? And say, I'm going to learn stuff. <laughs> I'm going to learn stuff and I'm, and I'm going to contribute. So what a blessing that is. Um, and, and then union community, um, the hospital system here in Lancaster, you're doing some work with them as well? Yes, union community, what it used to be called Southeast Lancaster Hospital or, you know, it's an establishment for um, going in to check yourself, uh, your health. I was actually, a, I, I always been a patient of them. And when I came to Lancaster from New York City in the 90s, I, I went there. I was a um, non-insured person that got sick and had no idea where to go, what to do. And I went there and I was treated with respect and mm. with love. And I, that to me, that's that's it. You know, a mm. person that is sick, as young as I was, I was probably 18 years old and they didn't know anything about um, how to go to the doctors and what to do in a situation when I became sick. I ended up going there. Um, the, the doctors are excellent doctors. They have a huge heart. They take you in. They talk to you like if you were one of the family members. And for me to see that, I feel like I want to give back after I was, you know, became an adult and, you know, I'm a professional now and I want to be able to give back to that. Um, they are a company that helps the underserved people and for me that's huge i believe mm -hmm. in what they do and how they do it so that's why i became part of their board it's been now about five years that i'm in it and um i continue to help as much as i can i also learn a lot because being a patient uh i give my perspective from this side but then learning from all the people that are on the board which are different doctors and uh leaders in the community um the ceo alisa she's an amazing woman she's um changing how how that health work you know how the health um does a job to help those that need the most and to me that's that's great Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. I just admire how I admire your spirit of giving. Um, yeah. And giving back. It's, it's really beautiful. Um, we can all learn a lot from, from that. And that that's the person I've come to know you to be, which is um, part of the blessing I feel whenever I'm around you. So very beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. So I'm curious, um, what is one of your earliest memories around um, leadership or, or leading? Um, and it could be a memory you've had of yourself as a leader or some reflection of yourself, or it could be when you watched someone else in leadership. I'm curious, what do, as you think back, what is one of your early memories of leading or leadership? 
Thank you for asking that question. I actually feel that my earliest uh, moment that I can remember was through my parents. My mom, um, since I can remember, has been a businesswoman. She started with a very, very small business and in a very small town, a, a very poor town. And she always struggled with um, learning disability. She has dyslexia, so she never learned how to write or read. But the woman can put numbers together as no one can. So she's great at, at numbers and, um, you know, making a dollar out of a penny. And she always had businesses uh, for me growing up. So that then um, she married my stepfather and he was also in business. So together, they always have businesses. And what they did, they they started like a small grocery store. Then they grew into a supermarket. Then they sold that and, and bought a um, clothing store. They become the number one retailing clothing store in, in that town, San Francisco de Macorís, where I'm from. And from that, uh, they sold that and then opened a furniture store. And now my dad is a real estate person. So it went from different type of businesses, but always been business owner. So I grew up seeing that and how my mom would wake up at five in the morning, leave the house by 6.30 in the morning, don't come back home till 6 p.m. Um, I felt like leadership, to they, that was a real leader. And seeing that, it helped me to become my own leader by helping in the house, like with my siblings, my younger siblings. and. Um, then after several years of uh, watching them doing that, my mom decided to come to the United States. So she left us with my aunt and my cousin. And for that, I felt like I needed to take care of my siblings uh, closer in a closer way because having my aunt um, not knowing how to deal with us uh, at a very young age, I felt that I needed to step in. So. Which, so for me, that was my earliest leadership in life through my parents, my mom especially. Yes. What an interesting opportunity that you had then after your mom left to come to the U.S., that you saw that, that opportunity to actually step in um, and to fill those leadership shoes, so to speak. Um, yeah. And I love how... You know, when I said in my introduction about how um, we are leading from the time we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed at night, and I look at your parents' story, your story of how they continued to envision and achieve and set this new goal and, and continue to um, raise a family and continue to make um, business decisions that uh, provided for the family and then your mom coming to the U.S. I mean, that's just, that's a journey. That's a journey of, of personal leadership and family leadership and business leadership um, in all, all those different layers. That's just a beautiful story. Thanks for sharing that. As you look at your, you know, so you mentioned your family and your parents so in what way did your family or your cultural influences or your community shape how you see leadership. You've spoken, you know, about your family, your, your parents. Are there other other influences from your your culture or 
community? I'm glad you asked. I do feel that I was also shaped by um, my community a lot. I had always heard about this club that was made for young adults and teenagers. And this club was based on to helping in the community by going to hospitals, um, jail, and serve food to the people in jail. And also they concentrate a lot into the schools for children that didn't have much and going to their places of living, which is very rural uh, community. Um, as I was growing up, my cousin was part of that group. And I see when she come home, she share what she experienced. And I was eager to find out more. So by the age of 12, almost 13, I joined that club and it was a very eye-opening. They have so much to offer to the community, helping. And uh, they also, one of the motto there was to say no to drugs. So hmm. in every country, you know, drugs is big and kids start early to, to use. So they were very concentrated and making sure that no young adults will get to that point by promoting no drugs use. And so it really made me want to be part of that. And I became part of that club. And that was what we did. We went out and serviced as much as like we could. Wow, what an experience. I think here in the, I think what, what really strikes me is how your community was, um, really focusing on helping the community, right? It was it was about this is our community. And if we want um, if we want our community to be healthy and that we that we bear a responsibility for serving each other and teaching each other and making it possible for kids to make better decisions. Right? Um, am I? I don't want to put words in your mouth. Am I describing that? Yes. Yes. Definitely. By going into the schools, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, and and told to children about drugs and what dangerous it is, and to if you get to it, and helping them to decide at an early age, I'm gonna say no when somebody asks me, and for me that was huge. That was huge. Yeah. And I imagine that coming that message coming from the community is a lot different from maybe the things that we do here in the U.S. Uh, with drug education in schools, right? It, it's coming from the school. Sure, I think it lands with some kids, but I think coming from people whom you know and whom you trust and who you know are your community, that it, it may have a, um, a greater impact on the children when it comes from people you know and trust and maybe don't know but you trust because they are they are like you they are members of your community and also that we were also young and they don't see us as grandpa and grandma telling us about don't use exactly. drugs exactly yeah and so this was when you were in high school that you were part of this club yes um right before high school 
more into high school is when I developed um, my going once a week and then weekends we would go and be mm. out in the community. I love hearing your story because it, it, you know, I've always known you as a person with a, with such a giving heart and just, it's a beautiful thing to be able to hear your story and how, how that's been part of you through your whole life and how you were, um, you were led by others to step into this, this role. Um, and you continue to do that to this day. By having um, community people that guide me through the years. Thank you for sharing that. So you interact with a lot of people um, through your work, through the boards on which you serve, through um, being a mom and your kids in school and, you know, all these different people that you that you interact with, if not on a daily basis, on an ongoing basis. And I'm just curious, what would you like to invite the listeners to think about when it comes to um, leading and leadership that you think it's important for the listeners to hear and the people with whom you, you know, you interact and you live and you work? What would you like to invite folks to to think about and to consider? I think uh, leading is um, it's like a gift to service. Mm. A leader is a person who has minimal influence in whatever aspect of life. Uh, you cannot take advantage of your own benefits, but mm. help those to move forward. I think people think leader are the most demanding and strong-willed uh, person, but leadership keeps humility. Uh, it takes you. It takes humility. Humility, so you can best serve those around you. To me, leadership is service, servicing others, and servicing others, and with that humility. How do you describe humility? What would that look like if some, if you would invite somebody to serve with humility? What would that look like? Well, I see myself equal to others. I never see myself on top of the ladder. I feel like that you can be a person that just equality, like equal to the coworkers, equal to my clients. Um, I never feel like I'm, I know it all. Even when, let's say for example, cutting your hair and mm. seeing this a lot that I cut your hair and you come in and I said, so how would you like your haircut? And you'll be like, oh, well, I really like this way, that way. Like you have a specific of what you want. Some people will think, uh, well, I'm the haircutter. I'm going to cut your hair. So I know how I'm going to do it. You don't need to tell me. It's a communication between the two of us in order to achieve yes. that great haircut. So for me, we have to be in the same level in order to do a great job. Um Humility is someone that is equal. Uh, they, they see themselves equals at somebody mm -hmm. else. Yeah. And that willingness to have mutual communication, right? I'm not above you. And so I'm not talking down to you. You're not above me. I'm, you're not talking down to me. But we're having a, a conversation on the same level with the same honor for each person as a human being. And yes, we all have our gifts. 
and we all have our strengths, but to not assume that one person's strengths are, or gifts are more important than another's. So I love how you talk that mutual communication, but I, but I say, and I want you to, you may comment on my hair today, if you'd like, because Jeanette is my stylist. And she always asks me, she always asks me how I want, what do I want to do with my hair this month? And I always say to her, well, you're, you are the expert. You are the artist. I trust her as the artist. She knows what my hair does. I spent so many years trying to make my hair do things that it just didn't want to do. <laughs> and I respect you as an artist as well, um, an artist with hair. So anybody who looks, who's looking at my hair on the video, um, I can give you Jeanette's number. Yeah, there's a way to connect Jeanette. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. You're amazing. Oh my gosh. So each month we explore a theme around leadership. And when I say, and when I say we, um, I'm the host of the Turning Points Leadership Community online. And for those who are listening, though, at the end of the episode, you'll hear, um, you'll hear a little bit of information about that. And I'll be putting a link in the, in the show notes as to how you can join the leadership community. But in the community each month, we have a theme. And this month's theme, we've been focusing on achievement because we're here, it's January, uh, it's the beginning of a new year. People are looking ahead to the year and saying, here's what I want to accomplish. And here's what I expect to accomplish this year. And people are making resolutions and you know the home line yards. Um, but I'm curious as to how you look at achieving as a mom, as a business owner, um, as a as a community member, how do you look at at achieving goal setting and achieving goals? It's funny you ask because I am I consider myself a goal getter person and a person that likes to set goals every single year. I I look at the year and how it finished and then how I'm going to start this one and what I wanted to achieve for the year. Uh, so at this stage of my life, I am um, the mother of three, and all three are teenagers. So I feel like they are very, um, they're going into their ways. They are very independent teenagers doing their own thing. And um, although, you know, they have after school program and I help them to go, I mean, I go there to watch them play uh, basketball, volleyball, bowling, and all that. I feel like they are in, on their way to their growth, to the new life coming after high school. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to those years. And right now I've been having a vision for the business. And while they grow up, I feel like I can grow also into the business and expand. So for the last few years, I've been thinking about how am I going to expand the business while, I, while I'm being a mom, but I feel like this is a time and I can just take more time for myself and my business and grow into a dream of mine that has been for many years, that is to expand into a spa, not just to do hair, but also to take care of your body, massages, um, facials, body waxing, um, even um, I always think of when I have a spot, I want to have a space for people to come and have a spiritual direction. Somebody that can come and help them to feel better about themselves and do better for themselves. 
So that's my goal in the next year or so. I want to become better and bigger business and also to provide to others by employing more people, more employees and give them jobs and and together and grow as a community and give to the community. What a beautiful vision. And we've been talking about that vision for a few years. And, and I think at one point, um, I was saying, I'd love to be a life coach in your, in your holistic, you know, in your, in your spa, in this new, whatever it is that you create. And because you're looking at, at serving body, mind, spirit, personal growth. I mean, you're just looking at providing space for people to feel beautiful from the outside and from the inside and to I be able to. <laughs> well, you remember our conversation. Yes, exactly. I that. sure do. I sure do. And, you know, conversation and what I love, you know, when we talk about achievement, right, you've been thinking about this for a number of years and you've been weighing options like remember the property that you looked at you've looked at several properties and so as you know you've not just jumped into things because that you've been waiting for the right time you're continuing to dream and envision and there's always been a core of why you're doing this what's important to you and uh yeah and you're it's going to happen and you're going to make it happen and but you're waiting for the right time you're really smart you're being very strategic and very intentional as you go about it i think that's a good message for folks who are thinking about achieving like it's not just getting your getting everything done at the end of the day and trying to get more done and you know it's it's about achieving is a is a journey and you've been on this journey in your business. Yes, and then I'm in this journey with my clients. I mean, clients are my inspiration. Several clients asked me, um, I wish I can come here and get this done and that done. And, you know, and I see the need of clients and people when they come here, how much they also want for later, like happening in their lives. And that inspired me to grow and to provide those services later on, you know, whenever God will bring me that right place at the right time. So I'm curious, when you think about, you know, the, the core of who you are and what you believe, what is what is a value or a guiding principle that that is that is at the core of everything you do as a as a mom, as a community member, as a leader, as a business owner, what is infused in everything that you do and how you go about living your life? For me, my guiding principle is service. I just had to go back to service because mm. I feel that uh, by servicing other, you become a better person. You know, this means to me that I'm not thinking just about what what I can do, but also I'm thinking about is is this what I'm doing helping other people? Um, yes. How how is it going to impact somebody's life? To me, servicing is making a difference in other people's life. So that's my principle. 
Yeah. And, you know, I can see that thread of service from your time in the Dominican Republic to the time you came here and where you've been, how you've been growing your business and your vision and your family and the community, the way you support the community. Yeah. There is that thread of service through all of it. And you know, when people, well, you can tell when people are walking the talk, you know, they're, they are doing what they believe and you are serving others as, as a leader that serving and, and, and providing service to others is, uh, yeah, it's infused in all, everything that you do. It's very clear. Do you have a favorite leadership quote that you would like to share? Oh yeah. There's so many, you know, um, when I read books and I see stone quotes, I'm like, Ooh, I like that. Ooh, I want to make that my own. Oh. And then sometimes I think, how can I make my own quote? But I'm not there yet. So what I like, um, one that I found that I really, that it relates to me, it's the, the one by Gandhi. It says, you must make a change you wish to see in the world. So yes. I, I love that saying because uh, it reminds me um, that there's so much change that needs to be done in this world. So much. And it starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with the person. If you want to see a change, you got to start making a change. Yeah. I also believe that one of the need in this world is love. Which yes. I mean that that's the world of the year for me. You know how you can have a word for the year to live by that word minus love. This year I want to love everybody i want to love each day i wake up i want to love someone i want to love my community i want to love every person i i get in touch with and you know communicate with every day yeah i think that's a powerful word love i think you should not be afraid of the word love because love is god god is love and he gives the world love and it's up to us what to do with that Mm -hmm. because yes that is the greatest gift yeah imagine if everyone could pay attention to doing all things with great love and i i don't know whose quote that is is that mother Teresa? maybe i don't know um but but paying attention to when you you know seeing a person through the eyes of love and just treating someone with love, right? If we if if we all were intentional about that, even just part of the day, you know, what a what a an impact um, that would have on the world. And again, that's that piece of leadership. You know, we all have that ability any at any moment in any day to lead through love. We're all that's this belief that I have that we are all leaders. So I love that. Um, and be the change that you want to see in the world. The Muhammad, Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in the world. And you do that through love. Amen. <laughs> I mean, mm. it's, it's not like it's so easy to love everyone. There's sometimes you, you, sometimes you feel like you can't, but if you do ask God to give you love for that person, then you'll be able to do that, to love someone. Um, it's, it's hard work, 
for some and and it's not always easy like i said but it's you can do it you just have to have love in your heart the one way i try to do that is when i have a hard time loving somebody <laughs> seeing them through through the eyes of love i try to envision them as a child because when you think about children how innocent they are and how god created them to as these human beautiful little human beings and if i look at someone and imagine them as a child yes yeah, Thank you for that. yeah imagining mm -hmm. that's great as we come to the end of our time together, first of all, thank you for spending this time with me and for sharing your story, for sharing your, um, for for being inspiring, you know, to being an, an inspiration to the listeners. Um, I hope that folks see themselves in you and in your stories and and that, um, that they are feel, feeling inspired to lead and to find ways to lead like you have found things, found ways to lead. Um, what is the best way for people to connect with you? And I will put these in the show notes so that folks can connect with you. But what are the best ways? Uh, yeah, thank you for having me again. And I'm, I'm just honored to be part of your program. Uh, people can reach me by looking me up um, either Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn and um, and you can just uh, you can reach me at Janat Beauty Design. That's how you can find me. Janat Beauty. If you Google Janat Beauty Design, it will find different ways where you can connect with me. Yes, just FaceTime me. I mean, Instagram me. <laughs> Do any any of the social media. You can just look me up and you can find me. Yes, I will put those links in the show notes so that people can find you in any one of those, in any of those ways. Thank you just so much for being part of this, Jeanette. It's been a pleasure um, talking leadership with you today. Thanks for being my inspiration in so many ways as well. Thank you as you are to me. Thank you so much. Thank pleasure. you. And so friends, listeners, thank you so much for turning into this, tuning in to this month's episode of Turning Points in Leadership. And again, I trust that you are walking away, feeling inspired, um, ready to reflect on your leadership and how you can make a difference in your work or your community. And so we will see you next time for the next episode in Turning Points in Leadership. And do join us in the Turning Points Leadership community. And I will put that link in the show notes as well. So again, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next, next month for more Turning Points in Leadership. Bye-bye now. Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to take a moment to like, share, and comment on today's episode. If you're not already a member of the Turning Points Leadership community, you can accelerate your development as a leader by joining today. You'll find the link to the community in the show notes. If you'd like to be a guest on Chris's show, send an email to turningpointsguest at liveworksatisfied.com. See you next time for more Turning Points in Leadership.